Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels podcast. I am Sal. I am your host, and it's time to talk High Republic. So with me, I have a very special guest who loves audio presentations, as it were, which will come in handy during this episode. Uh, please welcome Araj Dolachahi from the Sith List. What is up, Sal? How you doing, buddy? This is a, another honor on this show it's good times man i'm so glad that you uh were able to make some time uh, in between all of the amazing reaction videos you guys got going on on over on the sith list youtube and Thanks. all that and, kind of and the thing. amazing thumbnail sal we yeah well, forget about the thumbnail no i don't i don't i don't you know it's hard <laughs> not to click him bro right you know that's the whole point yeah no i get it it's it's yeah <laughs> you know I totally oh, today Lord. we're not here to react to something kind of kind what of. do you i mean we're just going to talk about the battle of Jeddah, which yeah. is the phase two high republic audio original by george man um i brought you on specifically because you always have this thing where you like you really like audio dramas you always talk about the og like the new hope audio drama and stuff like that um Ooh. so i like talking about these things with you yeah, man, I, I, uh, something that my dad passed down to me, uh, we used to take long road trips and I used to listen to, uh, I don't know, there was a crazy, I don't know what station it was. It was an AM station, but they would play old school radio dramas, uh, Hitchcock and they'd play, uh, you know, Bogart was on them and they played mm-hmm. these things for hours. It'd be like Sunday night radio TV it was called. Yeah. And, um, it was so cool, man. And they would play the old commercials they used to have and. And I used to just get lost in those radio dramas. And then when I was younger and I, I found out that Star Wars had the OG one and the Empire and the mm-hmm, Jedi one, mm-hmm. uh, it blew my mind because the Star Wars ones had these side stories that, you know, we all just pretended to, to like play with your action figures and make up these stories. But when you're listening to the radio drama, you're like, oh, my gosh, that's what happened with Leia being interrogated by Vader mm-hmm. in there. Oh, my gosh. Or oh my gosh, Obi Wan and Luke met before that that uh, that day on Tatooine. So uh, right. yeah, I absolutely love them, man. I and I I love the fact that that uh, Penguin Rang- Random House and and uh, Star Lucas Film their their version of their audiobooks are very much like radio dramas with sound mm-hmm. effects and mm-hmm. and all that. And then now they're actually doing yeah these uh, dramas. So yeah. yeah, very excited that this is happening. Yeah, like the audio book production of a star. Like I listen to a lot of the audio books. I know a lot of people like people know that we keep up with the books, but yeah. I do the audio books. Usually, usually I'll read through the book, then I'll do the audio book. And then like I go back and highlight. But audio books is something that I can do throughout my day when I'm building a costume or mopping the floor right. or washing dishes, whatever I'm doing, driving somewhere. Um, 
audiobooks is a is a thing and i know uh some people have issues with like they like to read it on the page that like holds their attention better they can't really do the background listening thing right which like i get but like i i do it and i enjoy it and i know you do the same thing with the audiobooks and the yeah. production of star wars audiobooks has always been like top tier right top notch yeah and it, we had um we had the pleasure to have mark thompson on our on our uh, podcast on the sit list and he what was that? I heard that episode. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, but the, what I talked to him about was, hey, you pretty much brought Thrawn to life, uh, uh, voice-wise, mm-hmm. and, and how he how he speaks and his tone and his mannerisms. You brought him to life, and then you know, in Rebels, they pretty much mm-hmm. took your adaptation of it and kind of made it their own. And then now, if we ever get him, quote unquote, in mm-hmm. live action. Mm-hmm. They're going to be doing a mixture of both. So how how cool is well, that? It yeah. came from the audiobooks. Yeah. Well, I think it actually. I think Rebels came out first, and he sort of like did the same Mads Mikkelsen kind of like. Oh, did the the Rebels yeah. came out. Oh, because Thrawn oh, okay. came out in Rebels, and like I don't. I we were at the. Uh, oh no, we weren't at that one. Uh, that was the big celebration where they showed the trailer with Thrawn at the mm-hmm. Rebels. Uh. Uh. What are these things called? <laughs> the Rebels panel. The panels. Yeah. And uh, they also announced the book, you know, because that's when they announced, and Timothy Zahn is writing a new Thrawn book. Ha ha ha. You know. Right. Um, that's right. Okay, okay. So okay. the episodes did come out first, but like oh. it all, it was all sort of, pl- it came out around the same time-ish. Gotcha. But gotcha. He, he, clearly he got that, like, to see that inspiration. You know, like, yeah, I don't know if yeah, you remember. Yeah, so vice versa. I don't know if you were watching Rebels Hardcore back then, but like when that trailer hits, it's very much like, to defeat an enemy, you oh. must know the enemy. <laughs> yeah, it was rare. And then the music hits. Uh, I love yeah. the music that they did for Thrawn. Like this crazy pipe organ. So like, cool. It's very Captain Nemo-ish. It's so rad. It's just From, like uh, big. From 20,000 Leagues. Yeah. It's just, and it's like such a, uh, like there's this weird thing of like recognizable instruments in Star Wars. Because yeah. it's so symphonic that it sort of just blends together into a timeless thing. But then they hit you with a pipe organ or when you hear a piano in the trailer, sometimes it throws you off. And now we're in this world where like, you know, there's Mandalorian flutes and, you know, what the Kiners have done with the with Clone Wars and Rebels and Bad Batch, like all these synths and stuff like that. Like, I really love Star Wars music now that has like broken off into such a more than just Williams, even though I love John Williams, I like the. I like that it expands, and I like that there's room for everything. Yeah, you could really say the last five years of Star Wars music has just been a whirlwind of of what the future is going to be for Star Wars. I mean, music wise, yeah, and it's exciting. Kinders are definitely killing it. For it's real, so good. The music of Andor was phenomenal. Oh yeah, also, man! I didn't you know? even mention it. like Nicholas yeah. Bertel. Like there's yeah, this Bertel, weird yeah. like eighties throwback synths yes, to like exactly. Uh, you know, very like. Love the um, 80s, Sal. You know yeah. it. Oh, that's right. That's right. The way we was. The way we was. <laughs> uh, just real quick, everybody out there, check us out at therogrebels.com. Hit our Facebook page and like it. We are on all uh, socials at the Rogue Rebels, except for Twitter, where somebody took that, so we're Rogue Rebels fan. Uh, Araj, where can people see your reactions, hear your dulcet tones, and your like panel of like 
ever increasing Avengers West Coast of uh <laughs> like of hosts uh, hosts <laughs> yeah we got a it is pretty much like an it's like the united nations by the way and also like the avengers west uh yeah you can hear us anywhere podcasts are enjoyed the sith list and uh we are if you haven't heard of us we're a week in geek kind of uh format we talk star wars heavy and then everything else pretty heavy as well and then you can see us uh doing reactions and breakdowns of uh things like last of us uh, we do uh, all kinds of Star Wars stuff. Obviously, we're getting ready for Mandalorian, Bad Batch. We're doing stuff when we can, and uh, yeah, man, check us out Sithlist at uh, on YouTube as well for all that good stuff. Sithlist.com has all kinds of cool stuff, so just go to Sithlist.com for everything. Mm-hmm. You don't want to miss these thumbnails, people. I'm telling you, the thumbnails—that's yeah, it—are pretty epic. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm yeah. working on episode seven of The Last of Us right now. All right, all right, coming yeah. soon. Coming soon. Uh, to a galaxy near you. Coming Sunday. Or... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. Man, yeah, that show, by the way, is killer. I know I, I'm really enjoying you guys' reactions because, like, we as a family played the game. So we, like, know everything. And then also, like, we really enjoy watching it as a show. Uh, and then also, like, so I'm watching the thing and I know Randy has played everything and knows everything. and But I really like seeing... Like your reaction has somebody who doesn't know what's coming. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, uh, super I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of people that have played it because I want to, I wanted to be able to feel how it felt to play what I'm watching, but I'm also kind of envious of, that I haven't played it because I'm not, I don't know anything that's going on. Yeah. Uh, and I love the fact that they're throwing in things and changing things up for the people that have played it. Which is uh, very I mean, cool. yeah, it's such a different medium. So it's really yeah. cool that like like how they draw you into that world is different from because in a video game, you just like you are that person. You spend so much time in that world that you sort of take a lot of that stuff for granted. Sure. Um, you know, like a lot of these little moments that that you're seeing on the screen. They just happen like throughout the gameplay while you're wondering in a, in a maybe dangerous place. Right. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? So like, yeah. It happens organically because you are that person. It's not like a compilation. You know what I mean? But like then watching it, like you see how they pick the important pieces to like bring out and show to you as opposed to you spending three hours uh, looking around some houses for some <laughs> sure. band-aids, some scissors, and, some yeah, tape. Yeah, and, and, and being and worried constantly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Checking and how great is door. Pa- yeah, exactly. How great is Pascal? Oh, I mean, everybody in there's going to be a moment where he's pretty much going to run streaming networks. I mean, yeah, yeah. We all saw that meme. One. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, man. I, I sincerely looking forward to Mandalorian season three. Yeah, me too. And uh, I, I mean, as as excited as I am for Pedro, like really excited to see what Bo-Katan's part in all of this is. Yes, because it's like big part. She, it looks like huh? she's sort of billed as an antagonist for a minute, but now like all of these shots are of like. You know, uh, there's been a lot of, I don't know if you guys have seen, like, the Empire Magazine spreads. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Bo-Katan and Din and Grogu, and it looks like they're on Mandalore somewhere. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, it, I, it's, I, Yeah. It's I just cool. want Din to realize that he can chill. Like, he can be <laughs> Mandalorian and chill. He doesn't have to get all hardcore. Like, go to the side. Go to Bo-Katan's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Take your helmet off. Yeah. Enjoy you, a drink. You already did. It's fine. You already did it. Yeah, you don't need to build a straw into that helmet. It's good. No, you don't need any more 
Yeah. Best car, bro. You have to eat alone all the time? That sucks. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Have a pizza with your boys on Thursday, Thursday night nights, pizzas. bro. That's right. Pepperoni. Hey, we got to try that margarita again. That was phenomenal. It wasn't yes. bad. It was real good. Uh, let's see what else I got here. All right. Before we get into the stuff, like, there is some High Republic news. I don't know if you heard this. No. But not. there is a show on May 4th coming to Disney+. Plus. Young Jedi Adventures. It would it was announced at the last celebration. It's an animated series for preschoolers. So I'm also really excited to see. I'm going to reach out to you about May 5th uh, and see how this went over with uh, Little Malik. Yeah, that's so exciting. Because this seems like something that might be perfect for his time. Oh, like, yeah. That's exactly what he is. It's a Not preschool show yet, of Young yeah. Jedi and like you can see here, I got some little little pictures, and it's like Yoda. Yeah. It's like three little so, Jedi. One of them is like a blue fluffy teddy bear. Yeah, I saw that. That's so cool. Yeah, uh, and they seem to have a friend with a cool jacket named Nash, something or other, and a little droid with like little feeties that is super cute. Um, yeah, yeah, that is. It's like a BB head, BB eight head. Yeah, with feet. With feet. That's awesome. Uh, so everything about this looks adorable. It's High Republic. So I can't wait to see all that stuff. There's also a publishing line coming with it. So you're getting like, you know, all these world of reading books and like Level my one. first comic. And uh, what do we got here? Jedi training. Oh, and there's also a book by Charles Sewell and his daughter, Rosemary Sewell, called Jedi Brave in Every Way. And it's featuring like some of these characters. Look at that. That's pretty rad. That is rad. This is like right up my alley. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as my kids might, might've been too old for this. So we're going to find out (laughs) when you listen to the rogue rebels episodes, I don't know if Axel's going to be like work or if like, you know, I hope they're not, but you know, uh, my kids are no longer preschoolers. So yeah, I'm I'm going to be, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure they'll appreciate it. I hope so. Arash. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hope my kid appreciates it. Yeah, that's the I I I think it's made for your kid and like Steel's yeah. kid maybe. So like yeah, I hope Harry to see. Was, yes, exactly. Y'all's. Uh, I had to yell at Malik today because he kept throwing his Kylo Ren lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Like he he kept flinging it like it would come back to him, but he could like throw it across the, across the house across the living room. He's like, dude, you can't throw your lightsaber. He's like, why? I said, because it's a toy. First of all, you're gonna break it. He's like, no, I'm throwing it throwing my blade. Yeah, you should have been like this weapon is your life I know. <laughs> he's doing like the kylo and the snl skit where he's like you don't have to look at it anymore yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, uh one comic that i didn't cover just real quick uh i thought you would enjoy a comic series a high republic series called trail of shadows from phase one so i let you check out the issues it's a daniel jose older comic and it's a very like film noirish detective story about a Jedi and this like and they're trying to solve the mystery. Like now that you've read it, like yeah. I don't know, man. Did you enjoy it? Did it hit the notes? Yes, I loved it, man. I loved it. And it's I, such I, a unique, cool feel it to was a Star so Wars cool. comic, right? Right, and that's exactly the type of thing that I want. Um, I know that they kept saying that you know Andor was going to be this like film noir type of type of thing and it kind of was yeah um yeah. it kind of had that, that feeling yeah. yeah but i like this one is like absolutely noir and i would be i would love to see something like that you know play yeah. out but the yeah. comics were great 
Yes, oh, thank it, you for letting me uh, borrow those. Yeah, man. I still have them. They're right here. Yeah, you still got them. I, I got the uh, trade paperback, so I'm oh, okay. putting my collections together. <laughs> yeah. The uh, it, I love the art. Like the, it had a very like pulpy kind of like eighties, ninety, early nineties yeah. art style. Like yep. that I was vibing with, and like, uh, you know, like the opening page is uh, of course <laughs> like the uh, what do they call it? Like once they get turned into dust. Oh, the the husk. Yeah, the husk. Uh, the husk. Freaking. Our Which man. we'll go over with this because it's in yeah. this uh, radio. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's in this drama. Audio yeah. drama. But it's like the the story is so well done. I really like the characters, like a Jedi detective. That's rad. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and why wouldn't there yeah. be a Jedi detective? Exactly. Like, this is the coolest thing. And because they are kind of detectives in a way, you know. Uh, right, right, right. And even like so, this kind of gets into that. Like, you know, because yeah. like Ed, your first thought is always like, well, Obi-Wan in episode two was solving mysteries. Um, or exactly. at least mine is. But like, uh, yeah, me too. we kind of get into this in this uh, in this audio drama a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so real quick, I guess let's get started with the Battle of Jeddah. It has this is like I said a full cast audio drama, like Creighton son, Ada Forte. Like you got all these Jedi. I'm not gonna go through them like individually, but like the main characters are Creighton son, Ada Forte. I would say Salandra uh, Show. Like these are yeah. the three Jedi, and then you have the two ambassadors for Iram and Erano. You have like uh, a Church of the Force adjunct who's like helping everybody along the way. Um, you have the members of the Path of the Open Hand, most notably the Mother, the Herald, and Marta Rowe. And then what else we got? Uh, it's pretty much the big ones. There's like a Graf who's one of the uh, a Santeca and a what's the guy? Tilson Graf and Morton Santeca yeah. who are sort of the like officials of this like peace treaty sort of yeah they're supposed to be the kind of like the um yeah the middleman in the whole thing right yeah yeah and since like they're not republic officials they're sort of like hyperspace random people and all that and and uh when i put the notes together i wanted to put pictures because i knew you hadn't quite seen some of these characters and yeah, I've seen i appreciate that some of them in the comics so i thought you might get a kick out of seeing what they look like yeah pretty um, rad i so, yeah, yeah go ahead, I, go ahead. I love uh, what's his name, man. Um, main character, Creighton Son, maybe. Yeah, Creighton Son. Like, yeah, cool looking dude. I mean, uh, just like yeah, handsome he's, Jedi. You know, what yeah, I mean? he's like your straightforward roguish, but also like yeah. very like over, like he's got the accent and everything. Like, well, yes. uh, so like almost like Obi Wan ish, but he also very Obi Wan ish, like a little. Very I don't want to say rougher, but like uh, maybe elder. Yeah, a little you know, bit more. Because he's already um, on the council and everything, right? Yes, he's already on the council. Yeah, it seemed like he was a little bit more polished. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Than Obi Wan. Um, and I also really like so the main two. It's like Creighton's son and Ada Forte. Mm-hmm. So he's like a human Jedi guy, and she is a uh, she's a Nikto. Yeah. And but she's also very like. She seems to add a little bit of like fun and like she's kind of like the one who's like, oh, don't be so serious all the time to his, yeah, you know, thing. Exactly. She tries to soften things up with him. Yeah. Throughout the whole story. Um, but I thought she was really cool and really interesting and really like she offered that levity, you know, like they at the very beginning of the book, they're sort of like looking and he's like, oh, my God, there's like two like fleets, war fleets in orbit over here. And she's like, yeah, they're here to sign the peace treaty, dude. <laughs> like, relax. Like right, that, that, that's a good sign. They're supposed to be here. 
Exactly. That's one thing I thought about him. I thought he was in the beginning. He, he was just stressing out. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he very... was He was kind of negative throughout the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Always kind of uh, Always fearing. Always kind of like a Debbie Downer. And yeah. Even, yeah, for even sure. to the very end. Uh, even a, he used to make a couple of jokes and he's like, yeah, you know how I am. Yeah, yeah. And like he's also one of the ones like when he meets up with Salandra. Uh, so Salandra, I know from uh what is it the quest for the hidden city it's like the young adult book and it's like her and her padawan and so in this oh. book she's like oh you know my padawan met to batu you know after right. that whole business because they had like this whole adventure where they're in this planet that which is sort of cut off from like all the communications have been sort of destroyed in this area and hyperspace lanes disrupted because of this war that's like spilling yeah. out and affecting other systems so they were stuck and had a whole weird creepy adventure okay um, and in that book, she's like pretty cool, but like it's mostly based, it's mostly like from the Padawan's point of view. Right. So I was like, all right. But in this book, I liked her a lot because she had, it's almost like she had so much fun in this book. Like she wasn't like the master. In the other book, she's like the master character. Oh. So she's very much like, well, Padawan, don't worry, we'll figure it out. And, you know, like in this book, she's kind of like, like she's, she's the one who Creighton's like, well, you know, like. She's like, oh, you're so stuffy. The idea they keep you all good over there in Coruscant. You know, there's this whole big galaxy to explore. Why do you want to just be at the temple all the time? She was the one, if I'm not mistaken, that pretty much takes the bull by the horns and and investigates stuff, correct? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, And she's there like on a pilgrimage. So when stuff goes down, they were like, hey, can you like just check things out while you're on your pilgrimage? Since (laughs) you're like not supposed to be here technically. You do us this favor. That's right. Yeah. She's like, yeah, that's cool. I'm with it. Yeah. You know. Um, she almost gets eaten. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, like, okay, I'm going to try to, like, a- as uh, succinct as I can make this story is the Battle of Jeddah is a battle, but it's also kind of like a riot. Right. So the peace, the the treaty between Irem and Arano is supposed to be signed on Jeddah in neutral ground away from both planets and, like, not overseen by the Republic, but with the public officials there so that this sort of thing can get sorted and everything can get back to normal. There's like a bombing attempt. Um, and from that, like the peace talks sort of break down along with the presence of the path of the open hand who are against the Jedi and stuff. Um, and they're all trying to figure out who is doing the, who's like disrupting the peace attempt, who's trying to make the war. And like, eventually what happens is, with all the assassination attempts on each of the uh, representatives, they sort of bring their armies out, go to war against each other with the people of Jeddah in the middle, and the Jedi and the Guardians of the Wills come out to defend the people of Jeddah, and they sort of, like, stop the the armies, but it looks like what's probably going to happen is each army is going to go back to their people and try to continue the wage of the war despite the wishes of the new king and queen. Yeah. The, uh, the peace treaty didn't really pan out there. Yeah. 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 Not at all. Um, I mean, they were very close. I mean, the Jedi were very close to getting blasted on there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the story is like pretty rad. And then it's also like weird and like, it's not the battle that I pictured. I'm not sure what I pictured, but it seemed like a lot of it was more of a riot and there's like creatures in the streets. There's all kinds of weird stuff happening and right. it's between the like force delegations on the planet. In addition to the peace treaty stuff, 
You know what I mean? Because like there's yeah. all the uh, there's a thing on the planet called the convocation, and it's where all of these you know force all these religious sects of force delegates from different like including the Jedi have a representation to speak and whatever and the path of the open hand are there now and they want to be part of it and they're kind of like no <laughs> no thank you no yeah. Uh, yeah we we believe in the force but we believe that yeah. you guys are screwed with the force and don't mess with the force just, yeah so they're not just, happy about just chill. that chill chill with which is very interesting and, and I, I, you probably heard this on on the podcast but i think it's just super cool that that we're getting into the stage where people are questioning the force and how the force sh- should be used. And, and if the Jedi are doing the right thing. Right. Uh, so this know. is like your first time meeting the path, right? This is the first time meeting the path. Yes. Okay. Yes. So like, do you have any, like, what did you think? Do you have any questions? Like, cause yeah, a whole man, I, I am full of questions uh, about this, which I, like I said, I, I thought it was so it, just interesting that, we're starting to – I mean, I'm driving in my car listening to this, and, and they bring up the fact that, you know, the force is all about the balance. Mm-hmm. You know, if if, mm-hmm. if somebody dies here, if somebody gets saved here, vice versa. If somebody gets saved, that means somewhere somewhere else somebody has to die. Yeah. And I was thinking, holy crap. Like, if that is true, then the whole ways of the Jedi are are completely false and wrong. Like, they're not supposed to interfere. If what they're saying is true, right, and I know right. they probably have an ulterior motive in this whole thing, but um, just seeing it right there and listening to it right there, I was like, right. "This is something so cool that has never been brought up." And as far as I know, mm-hmm. um, in, in Star Wars, the questioning the way the Jedi use the Force and if they should even touch the Force. Yeah. So yeah, the basic idea of the path of the open hand is like the Force should be free. That yeah. they like trust the will of the force, they shouldn't interfere with. So, which means like any force wielder is doing the wrong thing by by manipulating the force, like you said, uh, very like butterfly effect. Or yes, yes. the way I always think about it is like Final Destination. Like if mm-hmm. they save somebody here, then the next guy has to die or something right. like that. Like right. I, I, like uh, I, there's a book called the The Path of Deceit, which is like goes a lot more like which happens before this. Okay, which is like the sort of delves a little bit more into that, but um, I don't know. What do you think about the mother? What do you think about the Herald? What do you think about them overall, especially the people? Yes. Just, uh, well, it seems like, I don't know. To me, I mean, you know, it seems like a religious cult Yeah. that the heads of the religious cult always have an ulterior motive mm-hmm. and they're the shady ones. And there's people that are believers that are generally good people that follow along. Right. Right. That get wrapped up into this. And I think that's exactly what went down in the story. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, Mar- Mar- is it Marta Rowe? Marta Rowe, yeah. Yeah. And obviously she has some ties to Marshawn Rowe, I would imagine. Right, uh, right. I don't know yet. I'm sure she does. Oh, I don't know but, if she showed. Yeah, I think she might have showed up in his book. But it, well, I'm, I'm going to give you a little extra info. Yeah. Marta Rowe and her cousin, Yana Rowe are both a part of this, uh, this cult for okay. a better word. Got it. Uh, like I said, the path of deceit, there's a lot more about them and stuff. So her cousin is a little more like does different stuff in the, has a different job, I guess. Okay. Um, got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I thought they were very interesting as if you're going to make these guys the enemy. Um, I like the fact 
you know what was cool was to to listen to the manipulation of the surroundings in the society people that are just in the streets how easily things can change from you know yeah thank you jedi to oh no the hell with the jedi yeah you know i mean you know and and it's it, we're not far from that in our own society yeah uh, it, it was know. like yeah it was very like it'd be like the way the whole riot starts is sort of the the herald comes out and he's like, well, we tried to be part of the convocation, but, you right. know, they don't want us because then, you know, we, exactly. but we have a voice. We deserve to be heard, such and such. And the force should be free. Who out there is manipulating the force? Maybe <laughs> even the Jedi, you know, like, and he just gets all these people heated. And uh, there's also a point where a little girl frees these creatures who end up like, like, they're, they're basically like force wolves or like there's they're some animal that the guy describes to the little girl who's a child of the path of the open hand that like, Oh, you know, they use the force to hunt. And she's like, what? And she, he's like, no, no, no. They don't like manipulate it. It's like their instinct, you know, like they flow with, you know, and they're like, Oh, what they do is natural. And so then she like goes back and she's like, you know, the force should be free. So she frees the animals and they like horribly injure her. Right. And then, right. That was crazy. Like, then they end up terrorizing the streets and the path of the open hand sort of help corral them and then tend to the wounded and all this stuff. And like throughout the story, there's a, like you said, a very duality to the path stuff. Like there's a, like there's bombings at these peace summits. So like the building gets bombed twice, I think. And every time like they go and they help the people. So the people on the street are like, they helped us. Like nobody else was there. You know, where were the Jedi? And they were like trying to find the people who were setting the bombs. But they weren't exactly. helping the people who got bombed. So, like, they have a point. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, right. And all these bad things happen when the Jedi show up. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. You can see how things completely change. Um, yeah. Uh, one, 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 just quickly. And how it, like, Which looks. You know, they, they're they very, like, I don't want to say a cult with a good PR. But they're very, like, conscious, it seems, of, like, well, let's help the people. And, like, they, the people on our side. And that's how we blah, 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 blah. Oh um, yeah, or, oh hundred percent. The whole thing is yeah. Uh, her Marta, Marta Rowe is her whole thing is about the PR. Yeah, the the comic books right now are like catching up to this moment. So oh, very cool. Uh, I don't know if you remember at the beginning where they were like, uh, when Salandra Show first arrives on the planet, and she like talks to her friend who's like now a guardian of the wills, and he's like, let's go see the protector. And we're led to see, believe that that's that like giant statue of the Jedi that, you know, this stands guard over Jedi. And as long as it's there, we'll be safe. Yes. That in the beginning of Rogue One, we see laying out in the desert. Laying on the floor. Yeah, that was so cool to hear that. And then in the story, you hear like, oh, my God, they brought the, the, the statue down. Yeah. Uh, in the comic, you sort of see what happens a lot clearer on that oh, okay. side of the story. Um, at least the, the last issue that I read, I was like, whoa, okay, we're catching. I know where we are now. <laughs> um, so I'm like starting to think that a lot of the little threads that they left open where you're like, oh, huh, I wonder what happened there. They're getting picked up in other stories. Oh, for sure. Um, right. Which is like, really well, and they cool. still haven't really exactly defined, if I'm not mistaken, who the animals that turn into, turn you into husk. Like, um, they are right. Well, Okay uh that in the other book yes so like if you read the books in order you would already know that those are the same things that we see later in phase one 
Oh, okay. Well, you know. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying they're the same exact ones from phase one, correct? I, I don't know if they're the same. Well, they're the same exact type of creature. Okay. I don't know if they're the same ones. Like, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, like, spoil it a little bit right. for you. That's fine. Uh, So, in Path of Deceit, like, at one point, she has an egg. Or she has, like, a jewel. It looks like a glowing orb that she has. And she has. And she's, like, caressing it. And, like, she's like overcome by this this thing and then it it hatches and everybody realizes it's an egg and it's one of those creatures but it's like freshly born so it it's not as powerful as it is as we see it like later when even in the presence of it jedi are turned into husks okay like it happens so much slower so like uh you know like in this book like it, i think when those creatures are set free and when the whole riot happens i think yeah they set one out. We don't see it, but I'm waiting to see if the comics are going to catch up to that. And we're going to see the other side of it. Well, they had the one that was like, was her like pet, right? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, Salandra, I think comes to like Salandra, like confronts the path a few times in the book. Yes. While she's investigating. So like, Oh, oh okay. She, the first time she's talks to the Herald and he's like, well, you know, we don't need you Jedi and we're helping people and blah, blah, blah. And she'd like, nothing comes of it. And then she goes back and she speaks with the mother and she goes to like the mother's room or whatever. And she like gets kind of messed up, Uh, but she doesn't know what it is. And she's like, not she's, she thinks it might be the mother, but like Keth gets her out of there. She's, she's hanging out with the, uh, the adjunct from the church of the forest named Keth Serapath, who's like a kid who sweeps the the floors at the church. And he Mm -hmm. goes and he hangs out at this bar called, enlightenment that everybody is welcome at and he's like i just want to like have an adventure and have a really cool story to tell and he quickly becomes one of my favorite characters in the story yeah he's awesome he's my favorite he's great it just by being a cool kid who like he's he's, a good kid. he's very much the luke skywalker of the story he just yeah, wants to 100%. be on an adventure yeah um, he wants to have something to tell people that yeah. he did in his life yeah for sure and when he's like when uh, Solandra show is investigating. She starts taking him with her and like, he starts being like, like I'm like in an adventure, um, you know? So uh, when they go and talk to the mother, he, when he sort of pulls her out of there, he's like, I didn't feel anything, you know, I didn't. And she's like, something's weird. I don't know. Maybe it was her. Do you think she was doing that? I don't know. I don't know how she could, if she's not supposed to be force sensitive, uh-huh. you know? So she can't quite figure it out. But then later on the streets, it happens again. And she knows it's the same oh. feeling because she recognizes it. Right. So, yeah, there was a creature out there on the streets and also I'm reading the comic right now. So all of those like force delegations and different sex, that is a whole different sort of riot that happens on its own because they're on the streets and they start losing it and doing force rioting. Yes. Uh, they start freaking out. Yeah. So like they're kind of on the streets losing it too, which right. makes the riot even worse. Um, a lot of riots going on. Yeah, and and, and that's what because I was like, is this a battle? This is just like, this is just I don't I, like it's this is a, this is a riot. <laughs> I felt like like Rage Against the Machine should have been playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, right? that, that, exactly. This is this is good times in LA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so like stuff starts popping off, and then this is also like by the time all this goes down, uh. They're trying to get the delegation together. They're trying to get the peace treaty signed. And there's a bombing at the summit. 
and the guy is killed, uh, Morton's Santeca, who's supposed to be the, I don't know, the official who's like presiding over it because he's from this hyperspace family, but he's not Republic, so he's neutral. Da 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 da. He's killed. Yep. And to replace him, there just so happens to be a guy from another hyperspace family named Tilton Graf. Tilt. I forgot his name. Tilton Shady Graf, I think his Tilton name is. Shady Graf. Uh, do you know, do you recognize the graphs from anything? I do not. They were in phase one a little bit, but oh, they, were they were more in, uh, in one book specifically, in one YA book. Uh, out of the Shadows? No. Well, yeah, no, it was Out of the Shadows. Out of the Shadows. Is that the one with the, uh, the, the plants? Uh, that was Into the Dark. Oh, so the first YA one was Into the Dark. The second one was Out of the Shadows. And that was about this girl named Silvestri, Silvestri Yarrow. And she was like a uh, a pilot, a smuggler. And her mom was missing and all this stuff. And she ended up working with a graph who was like a rich jerk who hired her to do, you know, like, but like oh, they're, they're another I hyperspace guess. family like the Santecas. But they seem to be like 72 gallons shadier. Yeah, and he's like the black sheep of the family, right? Yeah, and like he had also been in trouble for some financial nonsense. This is yeah. such an America freaking yeah, it is. It is. story. Uh, so he was trying to get back in everybody's good graces by presiding over this peace conference. Of course, we later find out that he was on the take from the path, which confirms that they're doing shady stuff. Right. And he also, when the, uh, when the Iram and Arano people start bringing their soldiers down, like, he's the one who sold them their battle droids. Yeah, he, he wanted out. <laughs> like, and he's trying to get out. Oh, he's like, no, I, yeah. I gotta get out of here. He, much like the lawyer in Jurassic Park, he doesn't make it. Yes. Uh, that There's was the bathroom. That was rough. It wasn't in the bathroom, but he did die in an alley. He, he ends did. up catching up with the mother, and he's like, "Hey, take me on your ship," you know, like. And she's like, what? You get away. You know, we can't talk. And he's like, "Uh uh-uh, I did all this stuff for you. And all of us as the reader is like, oh, we know he's working with the mother and all this. And he calls her by her name, dude. Yeah. I forgot her name, but it's mentioned like once or twice in the other book. And I'm really starting to think that anybody who knows her like real name is somebody who maybe knew her before all this. Ah, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. I'm trying to like put the pieces together because I'm always like, what's the ulterior motive? Clearly, she either started this cult or is the voice of this cult. Um, but like, if she's trying to like, for instance, it looks like she's trying to directly attack the Jedi. Like, why? What is it she has against the Jedi? I guess it's the same thing I kind of get with uh, Marchion Rowe. Yeah. Like, clearly, he wants to bring the Jedi down. But yeah, why? That's his alter. That's his, that's his number one goal. You know, and with all this stuff in his past or his familial possible past, because clearly these are other uh, Evereni. Uh, not the mother, but Marta Rowe and Yana Rowe. So I wonder if there's something here in the past that's, you know, turns them all against the Jedi. And like, that's why he's doing what he's doing 150 years later. Yeah, that's what I that's uh, hopefully we find out because that's uh, yeah. going to be the basis of all this. I don't have my finger on it yet, but I like, yeah. like I'm still trying to figure out the why. And I don't know if there is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, I don't see Martian Rowe as a, like, joker, I just want everything to burn. No. You know, no, he no. seems he has very focused. Yes, for um, sure. And the same thing with the path. Like, I don't know if you recall the part where, at one point, the Herald is like, we're having trouble locating this item that they're searching for on Jeddah. So, yeah, I remember that. In the other books, it's made very clear that they are stealing force artifacts from all kinds of like from from the jedi from from every sort of place where they can find them and the like the reason that they give the the church people like even the ones who'd barely know about it you know what i mean because this is probably like a secret thing that not everybody knows right but even the people that do know they're like we are reclaiming these objects to stop them from abusing the force with them you know what i mean yeah but, this might this this might sound like a really stupid question, but in this in this new era in this uh, new canon that we have with Star Wars, mm-hmm. do we know exactly the origins of the Sith? I don't think we do. Huh. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Like, I, I, I just wonder because I'm just with the artifacts and everything that you're talking about, and we have acolyte coming out, and that's going to be yeah. the end of the High Republic. Wonder if this is all leading to like. The creation of uh, of or just like it morphs into some kind of like Sith, you know, thing here. Right, right. Like in Legends, the origins of the Sith was always like right. some Jedi who rebelled and yes, fell to yes. darkness, and they started their own thing, and that would and there was like a lot of them until they realized that they could concentrate their power by minimizing their numbers. Yeah. Um, got it. Which is like the rule of two. And that like, that's like the Darth Bane or the idea of Darth Bane is canon as the Sith who started the rule of two a thousand years ago. Yeah. Whether or not his full trilogy of books and all that stuff is canon remains in question. Yeah, that's right. But like, you know, like the idea that around a thousand years ago, the Sith disappeared and went into hiding and limited their numbers. That's like the idea. Mm-hmm. That we currently know in canon, and we know there were plenty of Sith before that, uh, but we don't really know what their origin is. Or their origin is, oh. interesting. Which is interesting. I I yeah. like that. Um, hmm. and I also think that's a thing that like I don't know if Star Wars is ever gonna mess with it because there's so much like old Republic stuff that's like, I mean, you can just dance around it forever and not even worry about it. Yeah, there is, and such then. Old- but of course everybody out there is going to be like we do the old republic do the old republic but then as soon as they touch it they're going to be like it's not as cool as the thing that was why are you doing it was fine why you so it's like i see how like why they would never want to touch it but i feel like they could do like the high republic i kind of feel i guess it's not like because they're they're stuck in this era where there is no sith theoretically even though there are technically two somewhere yeah yeah that's why i'm saying Um, that there is no sith 
As I was right kind now. of always wait in phase one, especially I was waiting for the Sith to be revealed. Yeah, me too. It never happened. Yeah. Uh, but still, I really like. It's a it's a uh, I don't want to say a trope, but it's so hard to find an enemy to fight a Jedi. That's not a, a bad Jedi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like so far in the High Republic, both phases, they've come up with really unique ideas that put such a, a unique spin on it that's not just like okay well he's a bad guy and he has a lightsaber yeah i, I love that about the first phase yeah I, I i was also wondering how are they going to have something match up to these jedi especially that the jedi that they have are so badass in phase one yeah but i mean just the idea that you can have like a threat that's not i like i like the i like what they came up with they're pirates yeah, but they like use all these weird like they poison you and they do this other thing and their ships have like magic hyperspace things. Right. Like, that's the most important thing. Yeah. And so it's like really crazy. Oh, see that. I wonder if that's a thing. Uh, I guess that won't be for like 50 years. Right. Because in high, in the phase one, the person that has the paths is Mari Santeca. Yeah. And she's like supposed to be like 100 years old or something. So maybe we're a little too early for that. And then in this one, they, they have somebody that's kind of like the eye for them. Right. They have somebody that well. Can... So in this one, there is no Nile yet. No, no, there's no Nile. But Marta Rowe, I, Marta Rowe, I feel like might be the beginning of that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know, I feel like might become that. And then yep. of course, like the 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 cover of the next book is her, like standing in what looks like the symbol of the Nile of the future of the. Oh, eye. gotcha. So like, I feel like maybe we'll get a little bit more in two months. Oh, that's rad. I um, like it. I like it. And the book that you missed. Uh, oh, are you done with Convergence? I'm not done with Convergence. Okay. No. Convergence, like, it doesn't quite touch on the path as much because it's really all about IRM and Erina. Um, But I really like that book. That's a damn good book. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm liking it right now. Yeah, yeah. When you finish it, make sure you go back to our episode with me and Laura from Force Toast where we talk about ah, it. Yes. Love Laura. She's uh, the best. Yeah, it's good times. It's good times. And it's like a, a super fun romantic book, more so than I thought it was going to be. And then the romance was coming from other places where I didn't realize it was going to come from. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun with that book. And I really love the characters in that book who do not show up in this story at all. At all. Who <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, because I thought that they were like, okay, we're going to go to Jeddah and like do the peace treaty. And then like this book starts and they're like, uh, and Gela Natai is like, hey, by the way, I'm over here and I'm a way seeker. And also they're not coming to the peace treaties later. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, well, good for them, I guess. I guess I'll catch up with them in what's the next book? Cataclysm. There you go. Yeah. So they uh, gotcha. They gotcha. so the I think the path is the big bad of this phase. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know. How it's going to come to a head. Right. But right now, they're already like, well, we should see what's going on on Dalna. Because that's where they came from. Yeah. Uh, which is in the Path of Deceit, like, they're sort of based there and the Jedi and, like, all that kind of stuff. And somebody, like, tries to check them out and figure things out. And that's when the mother sort of gets a test run of her baby creature. Oh, yes. And okay. so they don't get to tell the story of what they found. Got it. So... Uh, what yeah. you know what i got a question the jedi have they like um got <clears throat> excuse me got into like 
the manipulation that they do with the weak-minded. Because I was thinking, like, during that whole uh, battle at the end uh-huh. with, where the Jedi are about to get blasted, they never, ever try to use their way to change and manipulate yeah. their 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 uh, mind. And I don't think this phase or last phase has really got into that at all. Yeah, now that you mention it, I can't think of a thing. But I, I, meant, I remember one line specifically from this story where... Like, I think it's Creighton's son and somebody's like, can't you like do something or something? He's like, we would never use our mind to manipulate others, even in right. the battle. Like, the, like he says something like, okay, who would ever do something like that? Whoever do it. So it's evolved you know, to that. Obi-Wan okay. is hiding in a corner somewhere. <laughs> right. Maybe that is like the last resort kind of thing. Uh, yeah. But they were like, they had guns directly pointed at yeah. them and civilians. Yeah. And they just, they were like most of the, the most of the. Okay, so like when stuff goes down, so basically all the peace talks come to nothing. They keep bombing each other, and everybody keeps blaming the other person for the bombing. So like the people, the the delegate, what is it? Like Ambassador Cirox from Iram is like, I knew it was the Erino, you know, and they're saying the same thing for the other side. So they like start to call their armies down. Oh, I don't think even Tintac makes it. The ambassador from Erino is killed on the sec with the second bomb. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't um, make but so they start like they have like battle droids and war machines and all this stuff and they bring it down to the streets and i was like that's messed up like go home and fight like how are you gonna come yeah. here and like put this and then the the path of the open hand is helping the people in the streets helping them find shelter and helping the injured and really good like pr heroes. stuff um and the jedi are supposed to remain neutral, but they start killing all the battle droids and machines. They start breaking everybody's whatever, you know, all these like things that they're not killing anybody, but they're destroying all of the, like, like I said, they're fighting with battle droids and, and like these drill ships and gun things. And you'd like, and so they just start destroying all the weapons basically. Mm-hmm. And, but also with the guardians of the wills, what do you think about the guardians of the wills in this book? Yeah. I thought that was rad. I mean, just just to hear them. They were like, they were like almost like police, but not quite. Like, I don't know how to describe them. Yeah, they were like, kind of like. Um, they were with the Jedi and they were like all cool. But it was like clear that um, they were like, hey, like this is our like jurisdiction. Like we just kind of do this thing. But the Jedi were like, hey, we need help helping the people. And they were like, the Guardians of the Wills are there. And it seems yeah. like they're not force sensitive, but they were like very good fighters and they should, they were all, they were like bodyguards in every situation. Almost. They were showing right. up to protect the delegation. A few of them got bombed. Um, yeah. They're like, uh, kind of like the hell's angels. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Without the motorcycle. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. The, the, the non-mobile hell's angels. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't like trafficking guns and arms. Right, and right, right. Yeah. Or whatever happened in that show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> But they were, I don't know, like, I, I feel like I've had all these stories about Guardians of the Wills doing cool things, but I still yeah, don't know, like, it. what do they, do they do anything besides just guard Kyber? I think that might be their only job. That might be the only thing they do. Huh. It's like the, uh, yeah, they're kind of like the, the people that are in the Vatican, the, the soldiers that are in the Vatican are just standing so, there right? and just helping. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do much more. Maybe that yeah, is. Yeah, I thought, I thought they yeah. were going to be badass, too. I mean, they were. They kind of helped the Jedi, like, destroy yeah, all the things. And, like, it yeah, was. They did. Like the Jedi, like were destroying all of the Irem's things, and the the Guardians were fighting Erino's things. So like mm-hmm. they ended up splitting up really well, and then also backing up the Jedi. So I thought like 
it was like a little bit weird in like a Clone Wars way, how you have these Jedi leading these other people who are not force sensitive warriors. Right. I like the idea. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. They they were cool in the book. And the few characters that were like, you know, like Solandra shows like, hey, what's up, old buddy? So it's like clear they have like a standing relationship with the Jedi. Yeah, they've known each other. That's for sure. Um, or whatever. But it was it was it was cool. And I enjoyed their presence, uh, even though I really want to see what their whole thing is besides yeah, just being good at fighting sometimes right, what's their yeah. uh, so what happens is basically they fight everything off to a standoff to where both of the armies have to bring their soldiers to like landfall basically and then it's like the jedi and the guardians they're sort of facing them off at the last minute they're like look we're gonna shoot right through you and then backup jedi finally arrive because they did get a message out even though the comms were jacked mm-hmm. um just in time just in time and then but it's it it, this is a very like for lack of a better words like the rhythm is battle of geonosis they're sort of there reinforcements arrive but the fight doesn't start right away the reinforcements are there and then they're kind of like all surrounded and they're like look we're just gonna go through you guys like you guys are supposed to be neutral this is not a republic or jedi jurisdiction um and both armies sort of shoot at him and all of the jedi together like freeze and hold back all the blaster bolts and missiles and all that stuff and creighton makes a speech right that was pretty rad that was a great speech and i know i don't know how it would look but like just visually in my head it was pretty rad yeah it was super cool and it definitely worked well it worked for the soldiers not the generals in the yeah 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 and like he makes this really cool rousing speech of like look what we've done by working together you know, together we can like do it. We are here to protect these people. But like, no matter what you have lost that day, like there is a Republic thing with this and that. And all we Jedi are going to protect the people and no more people will come to harm here on Jeddah. Go home, drop your weapons. And the soldiers start dropping the weapons and the generals <laughs> yeah. are like, what? Pick up your thing. You're going to be court-martialed. How dare you? You're fired. Um, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. It was touching. It sounded like, you know, like you said earlier, very similar to Obi-Wan. It sounded like Obi Wan in that speech. Are you talking about the speech in the Kenobi show? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if, when we were listening to him make that speech, we were like, "This is the opposite of a good speech." Because Obi Wan is like, "There's more of them. They have more weapons than us. They're better looking than us." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just talking about the tone, not the. But, uh, yeah, not it was the very much speech. like it's like. But if yeah. we stick together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it was yeah, we're going to die. Yeah. Obi-Wan's speech in that show was like, we're going to die. But, yeah. you know, let's do it together. Liz, is, Liz was watching that speech and she was like, I, I can't. Like, Obi-Wan is not an inspirational. <laughs> no, 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 no. She was like, if I was in that cave, I would have ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn around and run. <laughs> I thought it was really, really funny. But it was very, yeah. But it, like the same, he sounds same like energy. It. And yeah. he does have that thing. Yeah. Uh uh, just the idea of like, you know, like, cause I'm picturing like the force awakens frozen blaster bolt, but like mm-hmm. this whole sort of like dome of them around them as they're between these two armies, like in my head, that's how I yeah, see it. Cool. You know what I mean? That was really cool. Uh, so it, that part worked for me quite a bit. Oh, so what ends up happening with the bombs is everybody like as Solandra shows detectiving things. Every witness says something different. Oh, they were wearing like Arano colors and it was a droid. It was a Jedi. It was a this. It was a that. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that there are these, there's a, there's a, a sect there called the Brothers of the Ninth Door who like, can Jedi mind trick your memory? 
So that when you try to remember what they were, you remember what you want to see. So all the IRAM people are like, oh, I saw the droid with an Arano person that, were the, you know, and, and then all the other people are like, I thought it was a, a Llewellyn. I thought it was a Jedi. I thought So like they can't figure it out. And then they go to the bar and the guy at the bar is like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah. The guy at the bar knew everything. By yeah. The way. Uh, although like in an audiobook format, his name's Graydon and having that next to Creighton yeah. makes things difficult when I was like, oh, Creighton, Graydon. <laughs> Creighton, yeah, Graydon. Uh, but he's like this little creature who owns the bar, and everybody's welcome. But he's like so cool. And he is Keth cool. Is the one that goes there all the time and wants an adventure. And they're like, "Oh, you brought a Jedi to the bar? Oh, <gasps> no, your buddy's never going to gonna believe bar. this, man. So cool. Bring a Jedi." <laughs> and he like makes a deal with a Jedi at one point where he's like, "Okay, I'll give you his information, but you have to you I I need a favor from you." And Salandra's like, "Okay, like what do you need?" And he's like. I need to do everything in your power to make sure my boy Keth here is safe and protected. Oh yeah, that was. Cool. And she's like, I, "I was a Jedi. I was going to do that anyway." And he's like, "Okay, as long as we're good." Yeah, what I loved about that dynamic with everybody in the bars, they really loved Keth. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I thought in the in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, these guys aren't sincere," but they were very sincere in the by the middle of it. You get how much they loved him. Yeah, but it was like such a little like. Like, I guess community, but it's just like such a mm-hmm. random like, ah, oh, like, and he feels like the kid because he's like the kid who just works, you know, like one of them's like an ex pirate. The other guy owns the bar. The other guy like, yeah, you know, so he's looking at them like how exciting their lives are, wherever yeah. they're coming from. And he's like, man, one day I'm going to do something cool. I'm going to sweep the floors. And then like when he brings the Jedi, they're all like, oh, you know, like he brought a Jedi. Damn. Man, you're on an adventure now, aren't you, Kent? Right. And uh, towards the end of the book, they end up confronting the brothers of the ninth door. They end up fighting. He saves Salandra and Keth gets killed. Yeah. That hit harder than I thought it was going to. Yeah, that was rough. And like shout out to the audio production because they put like the perfect music and everything in there while mm-hmm. he's making that like speech. Because yeah. his like dying words are like, you know, like I, I I just wanted to have an adventure and I got to do it and or I something like it. that. I got to do it. I got to do it. You know, I helped tell you. Them. I helped yeah, you tell, tell them, them my I story. You. I helped you. Yeah. That was, that was sweet. And she, fe- and even her, like the, all the vocal performances in this are fire, but Solandra yeah. show like, and like just spoilers again, the epilogue, like the very ending of the book is her going back to the bar. Oh, that was cool. And telling the story of him, you know, and she's like, let me tell you the story about this adjunct who spent his day sweeping and all this. And all he wanted oh, was cool. an adventure. That was yeah. Like, they they did a great job. That was perfect, man. Yeah. Like, like and it, those are the kind of things that, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes if you don't do it right, it's not. It doesn't work. Yeah, that, that worked. worked. That, that worked, worked perfectly. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you're right. The music was great. If I remember correctly, it was a, it was like the Force theme or something, right? Like, like they, uh, when not when he dies, but I think when she tells the story, it's almost like that. Cl- clone wars music or the order 66 music maybe i don't remember which music it was but it was like a very recognizable but very like would not i don't know solemn is the right word but it was very emotionally evoking right (laughs) whatever they picked it was perfect (laughs) shout out to penguin random house audio oh yeah they're always always on point always um graph meanwhile graph tracks down them while all this riot and all this stuff is happening the mother's trying to get back to their ship and trying to get like everything's going crazy and they're like well we better get out of here the path of the open hand is leaving so they're all trying to get back to the gaze electric 
and the mother is like in the streets and Tilton Tilson Graf finds her and is like, Hey, like we had a deal. I'm going to come with you. And she's like, no, we can't be seen together and all this stuff. And he's like, uh, uh, like I helped you. Now you help me and we got to get off this planet. So I don't care. I'll just hide in your stupid little ship and then I'll get off and I'll pay you. So blah, blah, blah. And she just shoots his ass. Yeah. Uh, which like, and he, he's the one who calls her by her real name. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He's the one. Yeah. And I was, and I was like, dude, he's just going to shoot you, bro. Like, she doesn't need you, you see it coming a mile away. Oh, a mile away. She's like, like, what are you right. doing? Well, yeah, I guess doing? I have no choice. You're right. Because he's like, you wouldn't want this getting out, would you? And she's like, no, I guess I wouldn't. Yeah. He set himself <laughs> up for death. You didn't have a gun? Oh, yeah. So Shady Graph guy dies. Shady Graph dies. And then also, like, the Jedi have figured out that he's the one who's sort of behind. Because, like, when the armies land their weapons, it's like they're all bought from him. So they're, like, they're following the money and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and Salandra finds him in an alley and she's like, look at you. Like, is this what you, you know, you know what I mean? Like you set oh, all yeah, this up. You was, got everybody hurt. Cool. You got my friend killed who was just trying right. to help people. And look all you, you got for it was a blaster bolt in the back alley. Yeah. You know, you laying here in a and I was alley. like, damn, yeah, that was a cool, that was cool dialogue. man. Yeah, man. There was, there are some really good speeches in this. Yeah. You know, um, the story was well done. It looks like they're all going to go back to Dalna. Like, they're still trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on with the path. Right. Like, when they're trying to solve the mystery, she goes to the path, Salandra goes to the path several times. And she's like, I think something's weird, but I can't quite put my finger on it. And then they speak to Gela one more time. And she's like, I know he was working with these people called the Path of the Open Hand, but I could never find any evidence. So, like, everybody knows something's up with them, but nobody can prove anything. And that's where we're at. And I think, like, at the end, they're like, well, we need to go to Dalna and see if we can find any more clues. Which is the first time since the other book. That they're going back um, to Dalna. Which, like, in theory was, well, I don't know where, I don't know which book that's going to take place in next. But um, Convergence, I think, is going to focus more on maybe Gela and Axel. Uh, um, okay. From, no, Convergence is the one that you're reading now. Cataclysm yeah. is the next one that's coming out that I think is going to follow that storyline of those two. Okay. And then the young adult book is path of vengeance that I think is going to focus on Marta Rowe and the path probably. Oh, and then the young reader is called quest for planet X. And that deals with Salandra's, uh, Padawan Rupert Natani, who like, remember she was like, I'm going to go pick up my Padawan from Batu. Yep. It looks like they're on Batu in this book. So maybe we're going to see what they were up to. That's this whole cool. Time. Going on. Oh yeah, they kept, they did say the two multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. So like, cause they just had like a real crazy adventure, and um, I feel like the kids are gonna figure out where, cause the book is called the Quest for Planet X. I think they might be figuring out where they're getting those creatures from. Oh. You know what I mean? The, the nameless or the uh, Shri Karai Karai. I'd love to see that in live action. See how they would play that whole husk thing. It's just that's, so gross. It's it's like a horror. It this is. has got to be some kind of horror thing, right? Yeah. Um, got to be. Yeah. I wanted you to see some pictures of these characters just because I didn't know what you were picturing in. But yeah, I love, show it. I love it. Has a shield. I thought yes. that was rad. No, the I, shield is badass. I, I thought it was rad when it showed up. And then also it made me immediately um, when we went on the Star Cruiser, when you do that lightsaber sort of practice or whatever. Mm hmm. 
you train with a lightsaber and a shield. Oh, see that. So bad. like on if you go to the Galactic Star Cruiser, if you ride the Halcyon, when they put you in that class, they give you a shield. And I was like, that's kind of cool. That's kind of rad. Uh, and now I'm pissed off that I didn't buy one because you can buy one. <laughs> and it like oh, lights up like one. you can buy okay. one and bring it home. Um, All right. That's right. And I'm upset that I didn't do that because I really want to be like Salander Show and put it on my back and Captain America fools all over the place. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking like, wow, how come we haven't seen this before or yeah. heard about this before? That's such like, a good idea. And for me, it always kind of like comes back to this very like Japanese weapon culture kind of thing. How like mm-hmm. they don't really have shields. Like, right. and some people are like, well, they make like the best swords ever. You <laughs> Shields are useless. <laughs> you know, they use folded steel, son. That's true. Uh, but like, you know, with a katana or with whatever, you know, like samurai, take samurai, for example, their sword is their shield. You know, just like yeah. the Jedi use their lightsabers to deflect, like, and protect. Um, to like that idea. But I'll just, but also the idea of a Jedi having a shield is rad. Jedi being yeah. a shield, they're supposed to protect. Like, what? Yeah, they could use better it to symbolism others. is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like twisting that a little bit, and even letting this character like doing that. Like, that's that's cool. Uh, and like I said, I, I picture like Force Captain America <laughs> moves. Yeah. Oh, I see um, the cover. I see the cover of Path of Vengeance. Yeah. Oh yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. That that see the symbol, the Nile symbol on the floor. Yeah, totally. That's totally, that's exactly. You see on the happening. sides, those are the creatures. <gasps> oh, you're right. Those are the nameless. Those are the nameless. And then there's two Jedi there. I don't know their Is names. Is this the first time we see these creatures like this? Um, we've seen them in comics, and we've oh, okay. seen them in uh, well, no, I guess comics mostly. We've seen oh, them in okay. some concept art. Okay. But uh. Yeah, I think this is the first time they they got a they got a cover out of the deal. Yeah, very cool. They they getting that book cover money now. Yeah, yeah, they're getting they're getting uh, residuals. Yeah, Those there you go. Husk Boom. mothers, <laughs> residuals, bro. Oh, residuals. Uh, just another cool thing that I found is if you check out Star Wars Insider, mm-hmm. the magazine has been having a lot of short fiction, and they were doing High Republic short fiction stories. Um, a lot of people were like, oh man, I don't want to pay, you know, those, those magazines are like 10 bucks, but look, let me tell you right now, this is what I do. I have seven library cards from seven cities in my area. And if you, they have an, they connect to an app, they connect to Libby or cloud library or whatever. And if the library has a subscription, you can check out the digital version and read the stories. And usually the magazines are unlimited. So like. It's not like I'm like, oh, crap, Araj checked it out. I have to wait two weeks. Oh, that's genius. Dude. Usually. So I've been keeping up with the fic. That's how I've kept up with the fiction through Libby uh, with my like L.A. County <laughs> uh, yeah. library card, that's which super is super cool. easy. And you don't have to pay $10 a pop to read one five page story, which is like not that it's not worth $10. You know, maybe you like the interviews with Boba Fett or whoever. Um, the magazines are always great, <laughs> but I generally like focus on the fiction. Yeah. Um, I didn't know you could do that. That's cool. And you're helping yeah. your local library out. There you go. Numbers. Uh, also, they just recently collected, like, phase one. They just, it's like Starlight Stories. They just released a hardcover that has, like, all the fiction stories collected in one thing. So okay. if you wait a while, they're going to have it. Um, but they just started releasing phase two stories. And the first story is called Tales of Enlightenment, New Prospects. And it's about Keth. Oh, so nice. it's like it happens before, obviously, and it's about him sitting in the bar, listening to people's stories and oh, stuff. So like, cool it's really cool. And I read it after I listened to this book 
So I was like, oh, cool. This is about Keth. And then it was like him being like, man, I want to go on an adventure one day. Oh, I was like, no, you Aww. don't. <laughs> you don't really <laughs> just sit here in the bar and listen to stories, bro. Yeah. Uh, but I love how they're doing this with this yeah. phase and how detailed everything is and how it's all connecting, coming together. And you could just find random things in Star Wars Insider or wherever you're looking at that helps build the, the building blocks to yeah. what we're going to get. I mean, they did it in phase one, too, but I feel like there's just less to keep track of. Like so far, there's way less characters. You know, we had so many Jedi in phase one that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like there's so far, there's definitely like a little bit less to keep track of. Um, oh, for sure. The first one gave me anxiety. The first like yeah. two or three chapters, I was like, I can't follow this. Yeah. Look, I mean, even if you can compare convergence to uh, light of the Jedi, for instance. Oh, yeah. You'll be like, oh, OK, like. Oh, yeah, I feel like I've, I've got a master's degree after I get through the first phase. You know what I mean? Now I'm trying to get my doctorate, but now it's like, oh, I went back to high school a little bit here. Yeah, with yeah, like yeah. The, You know, the character development. But I'm really not, curious. Not storyline-wise, but just like right. how many characters are. I just want to see what the connection point is. You know what I mean? Because like, yes. I, I know there's a reason they're telling us the stories in this order. Yes. And I want to see what leads, what here leads to there. Obviously, we're getting the nameless. We're getting some Evereni whose last names are Roe. Yeah. So like, it can't be, it can't be, a you know, like I think that's the seeds of where we're going to get to, but I want to know, um, I don't know if you read midnight horizon. It was the last young adult book from phase one. And it was the Daniel Jose older book that took place on Corellia. No, 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 no. And I'm going to spoil it a little bit for you. It's okay. Yoda finally shows back up. Okay, dude. That's what my next question was going to be. At the end of the book, Yoda shows up with somebody who I still don't know who it is. Oh. And he basically says, like, to figure out what's happening, we have to go back to the past. And that's, like, oh. the cap for phase one. Okay. So, okay. like, I want to know what Yoda knows. Because he, is... he gets mentioned in all these things, dude. In the young, he's he shows up in the uh, what is it, uh, High Republic Adventures, like the younger audience comics, which are really okay. really good. But he disappears in like the second or third issue, right? And like, if you read those comics, you know why he disappears, because he disappears with some. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna spoil something else for you. Okay. They mentioned. Uh, you probably you might not have catch it, but a, a lot of times they're like running around with little kids, and they're like, "Come on, Tromac." Uh, the Path of the Open Hand Littles. Yeah. Uh, one of those characters that they keep naming, they've named him in this book and they named him in Path of Deceit. Okay. His name's Tromac. And later in those High Republic adventures, he's like the elder of this planet where they don't like force people. Oh, okay. And he disappears with, he's the one who goes with Yoda when Yoda disappears. Oh. But I don't think he's with Yoda when he reappears. So that might not be good for him. But, now, uh, yeah. Question for you. Now, this is, they're spending an insane amount of brain power and an insane amount of, like, talented, talented people doing all of this stuff between the audio books, the, the, you know, the written books, mm -hmm. the comic books, um, these little stories and insider. It, we're going to get it. Something out of this, right? Like, uh, 
like like a movie or something? Like, did, did, does this make does it make any sense to you that they would just cut this off? I think I, I don't want to say that, but I think like I think freeing them from that lets them do what they want. You know what I mean? Not having to worry about who's going to yeah. do what in a movie and where they have to tie up this certain thing so that some, you know, or not touch this thing because something is going to happen in a movie. Like, I think it's because they're not doing that, that we're getting stuff like this because they're free to do what they want. I think that was the idea behind the initiative. Well, that that's pretty ballsy of them, dude, to, to spend that much on all this. Yeah. And it's very cool. I mean, but it's kind of yeah. part of me kind of doesn't want it because there's a lot of people that and I'm not gatekeeping or anything, mm-hmm. but part of me like, like this is a separate thing and it's cool and it is, I, I'm loving it and it doesn't need to be a movie. I just can't imagine them not using this amazing stuff and this, this already built world yeah. to do something. I think you know? may uh, like I, I feel like maybe when they're said and done with whatever they're telling, yes, that's what I'm saying. Then somebody can like then the the, the path, the path, <laughs> then yeah. the, the path can be open for somebody to be like, hey, I have a story that I want to tell, like that fits in here. You know what I mean? Exactly and it sort of I, works exactly the opposite way. Yeah. I feel like that's something that definitely could happen if somebody had an idea, but I feel like the idea right now for these publishing people. Like, I think the whole idea that this was created was so they could have the freedom and not worry about like, well, I can't use Luke Skywalker because this, I can't touch Kylo Ren because the, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so that they could have the freedom to tell these stories without being tethered by some of these, you know, quote unquote, bigger projects. Um, and, and what a great way of, if this is the way that it, that is going down where mm-hmm. like when they're done with all of it, then they're going to be doing things. What a great way of building a world for people to uh, just, just to get it into. And, and at the end of it all have something where people are going, wait, what is this? Oh, you don't know what this is. Go check out these 50 different things that you could check out to figure, you know, to get yourself more familiar right. with uh, this whole phase. And I think, phase in High Republic. I think that might be happening a little bit to an extent with the acolyte acolyte. Because yeah. I think that's supposed to be like at the end of the High Republic phase. So yeah, it is. it is. I think it's like I don't know how to compare it, but it it might be like what the prequels are to I don't know the Force Awakens. It's like far enough away mm-hmm. to where it's like doesn't directly affect it, but right. it might pique people's interest enough to where people who really like that show might be like, oh, the High Republic, huh? and go back and check out these books. You know, exactly. It might exactly. go the other way as opposed to the way we're usually used to. You know, people watching a movie and then being like, well, I want to learn more about that. Let me go read a book about the Mandalorian or whatever. This is like a bizarro version of Marvel. Like they did it for 10 years in movie form. Mm-hmm. And, and Lucasfilm is, is doing it in written form and in audiobooks and in comic books, uh, building yeah, it all yeah. together to get to this like Shenda, whatever it's going to be that we don't yeah. know yet. And I think it's a separate, like the, the thing about it is it gets to be its own thing. Like, you know, right now, uh, most of the storytelling seems to be like the Mandoverse, right? Mm-hmm. Like at least where yeah. we're focused on right now. You know, I know the Bad Batch is running right now, but we sort of like know where that begins and ends. Right. Um, so it's like the journey of the characters. That's fun for us there. Um, and I guess technically we know where the New Republic goes after the Mandoverse, but we don't know what happens to the Mandalorians. So I think that's no, where not. we get a lot of uh, 
like where the interest of the story lies there. Mm-hmm. And now we have things like Ahsoka, all those sort of things like tying into this Mandalorian part of the storytelling that we're not sure if they're going to intersect or interact. Um, you know, even though we might know the bigger endpoint of the New Republic and the First Order mm-hmm. and all this other, all these other things. Yeah. Um, you know, and the High Republic, I think like these books and stories have like a good plan to go through. And I think, I think like the idea behind the initiative was like, can we just have our own space where we don't have to worry about what JJ Abrams is doing today or whatever? You know what I mean? Like we don't have to go through 17 story meetings oh, to figure yeah, out if I we can use great. AI. Yeah. And I, honestly, yeah. this is the way it should be. I mean, I like have the people idea. Have the, free, have yeah. the freedom to be creative and, 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 and make things for the betterment of the story. Yeah. Not because, somebody has to show up here or somebody has to do this because that's what they do. Right. And I mean, not that yeah. it can't work the other way. Cause like, no, obviously you have, yeah. we have good movies that have stood the tests of time. Oh, uh, yeah. But also like, look what we've gotten from this, from these people who have come up with this an idea just to be like, Hey, we want our own thing. Like just think of all of the entirety of phase one is an amazing storytelling full of so many moments, memorable moments, man. Elzar man, memorable characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, Elzar Mann is one of them. Porter Engel, who's now showing up as younger Porter Engel in phase two. Uh, yeah, that's so cool. You know, like the well, things the kid, that they're able uh, to do. What's his name? The kid with the dog, the, the char. Uh, Bell Zedifar and Bell. Ember. Yeah, Bell's great. You know? Yeah. And like a lot of these locations that are showing up over and over. You know, obviously Starlight Ooh. Beacon is not anything here, but... uh. You know, I think that place was on Arano, where like they Bell and the other guy mm-hmm. are first hanging out. Right, <laughs> that temple was on Arano. That was on Arano. And yeah. Starlight crashes on Irem. Irem, yeah, that's you true. Know? Like so many that things. Is true. Um, I don't know. It's just such a cool. Uh, it's it's coming out really well, and I'm like putting my trust in them because the second uh, phase, it's so. It's not like I don't know. I don't want to call it simpler. I want to call it easier. It's drawing me in, but I'm waiting for these like hook because there there's questions that I have that still are not answered, I guess, right. you know, and so like that's what's like really keeping me connected. But I'm really starting to like some of the characters in phase two. Um, yeah, like like Salandra show I read in the entire other book and I was like, all right, she's cool. Jedi with a shield in this book. Like, I love her now. She is like amazing. Yeah, like. Right. She's so cool. Like Guardians of the Wills. Man, when are we going to get some more stories about them? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there's 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 a lot of good stuff that I can't wait to see. Uh, and of course, like the whole thing of the path, the mother and all the shadiness that's happening with that cult. Like, yeah, I that really want to see because like I know something somewhere goes to the Nile. What is it? Who it is it? To. Where is yep. it? How do we get there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I don't know. I I know I know you're like a you missed a couple of books, but I figured we could sort of talk this. Oh through. yeah, yeah. I I I probably am at like seventy percent of all, all these things. Um, yeah, but I'll yeah. get there. I'll definitely get there. And I, I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad. I really wanted to see how you were gonna like come into this one because I know you started this before you did convergence. Yeah, now um, I'm going back, which is, and I'm hearing names and things. And I'm, oh, okay, yeah. this is all making sense. So now it's going like a little bit backwards, but still. Like, it's okay. Uh, it's good oh, times. Yeah, so it's all good with me. Good times, good times. Uh, let's see what else we got. Yeah, so for me, the, the, the 
path of the open hand is like the biggest question mark. Right. Uh, that I'm interested in seeing. When is that going to turn into something that we know from phase one? Or what is Yoda talking about? Yeah, right. You know. Oh, uh, the young, like the, uh, what is it called? High Republic Adventures right now. They're taking place on Takodana. Oh. There's a Jedi temple on Takodana. And one of the Padawans there is like, man, being a Jedi is so boring. So she goes and kicks it with Maz Kanata most of the time. Oh, damn, really? And like does pirating stuff with her. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Which is like super rad. And at the end of this uh, story, they keep talking about, they're saying something about like, oh, there's something in this is happening. And now there's like pirates coming in that are taking from the spoils of this war that's like broken out again. And I wonder if they're talking about, I think like that might be connecting to that comic series. Oh, got it. So like, I think we're getting all these little crumbs. Oh. You know. Dude. All right. Good times. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this uh, audio drama and uh, I, I mentioned this to you when I when we were first talking about it. This is the first one that's not doesn't have like a framing device of like a diary or a Narrative. retelling or it doesn't jump back between times unless you count the prologue where they're like the bomb blows up. OK, three days later. Yeah, um, it's all in real time. Pretty yeah. Much. And it like kind of just follows a narrative. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, like so, uh, I think they did a really good job because most of the time it's like Afra telling us what happened, or Asajj reading Dooku's diary, or whatever. Um, So I, yeah, like this is yeah, that definitely helped it move along. That's for sure. Yeah, I I thought I thought it was really, really, really well done for one that like moved from beginning to end and didn't really like I wasn't really confused in like a way that you know if it's not done well you could get confused really easily. Uh, you know, and that helps when you have a full cast doing all kinds of different. Yeah, that's not just what, Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. so true. Yeah, you know, that is so uh, true. and that's also a, you know the only, the only thing I was like, oh, is this Creighton or Graydon? <laughs> yeah, that's the only. Thing. That was the only one. Other than that, good times. <laughs> all right, man, you got pluggables. Where can people check you out again before we go? Yeah, please. First of all, thanks for for uh, inviting me again. I love you guys, and I love coming on here. It's the best, man. Anytime. You know, can't uh, stress that enough. Uh, yeah, you can check us out, SithList.com. And uh, you can also add SithList anywhere social media is found. And then uh, podcast The SithList and uh, YouTube. Yeah, The SithList. So we're all over the place. Just uh, check us out there. And uh, yeah, we'd love to have you. Right on, right on. You know where to check us out. We're at TheRogueRebels.com. We are at the Rogue Rebels everywhere else except on Twitter where we are Rogue Rebels fam. Uh, make sure, like... Yo, High Republic, Twitter, Hive, Tumblr, wherever you at, High Republic people, share this, man. This is High Republic content. We are here with you talking. Uh, We got all kinds of High Republic love. I'll be covering the comics over there on the website uh, and have plenty of good shows coming. So uh, make sure you uh, do us a favor. Spread the word. Give us five stars. Give us a share. It's free. It, it, It means nothing to you. Everything to us. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I can't wait for the next High Republic thing, which right now is Convergence. Convergence. Dude, you, oh no, Convergence is what you're going through. The names are so similar. Cataclysm is the next one. Cataclysm. You let me know when you're done Convergence and then. Yes, uh, I will. Yeah, I will. uh, Cataclysm. You'll be ready for Cataclysm. (laughs) Yeah. Good times. 
All right. Thank you for listening. End of podcast. The fate of all Jedi. For control of the Force itself.